This is the John Oakley Show podcast. If you were if you were talking to somebody who said, "Well, what's the economy of Canada based on?" You sometimes get the answer rocks and trees, which is a, a funny way of putting your tongue in your cheek and saying we're resource based. In other words, we sell our wood and we sell that what comes out of the earth by way of uh, whether it's gold or silver or copper, and uh, we also sell our oil or we try. And these days, that is rather difficult. Now, to kind of add insult to injury or throw, um, no pun intended, gas on the fire, uh, in, in the last week, Sunday evening, to be pr- uh, particular, Tech Resources said we're not going to build the Frontier Mine. That was a monster project that involved uh, everybody, including, by the way, Native people who were anxious to have it built and, and work in the project, and there goes a $20 billion investment. And uh, now we've got an economic downturn because of what we were just talking about, the virus that says oil is uh, dipping into the 40s as opposed to the 50s. So the question is, do you want to invest right now anyway? in uh, very costly extraction, which is what we do in Alberta. But we are in a situation in Canada, it seems, and there are people who are much more informed than I uh, who say so, we're in a situation where we, are, I, I think, are putting the entire sector at risk. And one company uh, by the name of Second Street has... Uh, catalog this thing and comes up with a number of about $214 billion worth of investment in that industry that have gone by the boards for various and sundry reasons. We're joined by Colin Craig, who is president of Second Street. Welcome to the program, sir. Well, thanks for having me, Peter. Well, you've listened to my my run-up. You're the people who sent out the... uh, I actually have a list in front of me that you've sent out. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But uh, a very long list of projects that were going to be built and now are no longer going to be built. And uh, the most recent and most significant right now uh, has been the the tech project. And uh, I, I think we should be a little bit concerned. The Frontier Mine was a big deal. What comes next? Well, you're right. I mean, the Frontier Mine, it is a huge project. And, you know, I think it's very easy for Canadians to not really appreciate how big these projects are because quite often, you know, they're obviously not happening in downtown Toronto or downtown Calgary. They're off, you know, in in rural parts of the the country. People don't see them on a daily basis. And it's hard to wrap your heads around $20 billion, as you mentioned. So for perspective... That is roughly the equivalent of building 37 NHL arenas. That one project, and, and people understand that when you build one NHL arena, it's a huge undertaking. There's tons of people involved to survey the site, excavate it, pour the foundation, build the framing, the seats, furnishing, electrical, plumbing, the lawyers, accountants, and so forth. There's tons and it employs so many people. Yeah, yeah. So this, this one project was equal to 37. And, and we had uh, seen over the past several years a lot of examples of these big, big projects in Canada just hitting roadblocks, government roadblocks, and investors uh, basically just cancelling them, saying no. And so we thought, well, let's make a list and uh, figure out how much the total is and then try to communicate it in a way that people understand it. And if you look nationwide, not just oil and gas in Alberta, but big mining projects as well, uh, projects across the country. It, it works out to about an NHL-sized arena every single day for a year. That's the magnitude of what our country has missed out on 
in the natural resource sector. So it's well, that, that's insane. But the big deal, Colin, is is reason. And it, it would be facile for me to say, well, tell me the reason, because there's no one reason. I mean, off the top of my head, and I'm not involved as you are in the industry, uh, it could be you can't make a deal with people who uh, don't want a pipeline traveling over their land. You can't negotiate with climate warriors who say uh, hydrocarbon fuels have to be a thing of the past and we're going to shut down the entire industry in Canada. The, you, It could be cost because what you pull out of the ground in Alberta costs more than what you get out of the ground in Saudi Arabia. And it goes on and on and on. So I, I presume that it's all of those reasons and many more. But uh, it also occurs to me, as just a guy who drives a car, that yeah, yeah one day we won't have a hydrocarbon hydrocarbon industry that uh, that fuels our vehicles but the day hasn't come yet yeah and, and that could very well be the case many many years from now but uh, we've looked at some of the major forecasts out there around the globe for global oil and gas use and for decades to come our demand as a as a planet for oil and gas is going to keep going up and up and up so that's that's the reality no matter what you think about environmental issues, that's reality, is that the world is going to keep buying the oil. So the question for Canadians is, do we want to supply it? And well, the, the question is is more succinct than that. It's, are we in the energy business in Canada, or are we not? Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's certainly part of it. I mean, we've got another, a number of projects and sites that are underway. They're already producing. The question is, do we do we expand or not? And and there's actually a case to be made that the environment, the global environment, is made worse off if these resources are not produced in Canada because we have very strict regulations. And I'll give you an example. We, we spoke with an individual, his name is Dennis Giesbrecht. He uh, works in oil and gas projects all over the world. He lives in British Columbia, and we did a discussion with him. We said, okay, so Dennis, how does Canada compare in your experience? And he said that absolutely our regulations are some of the strictest on the planet. He gave an example of working on a site in Chile where an oil truck spilled. And there was a spill, and everyone just kept working. No one stopped to clean it up. It really wasn't a concern. He said, you know what, if if that same thing happened in Canada, the site stops, everyone cleans up the oil, there's an instant response, like a a report that's made up, People test the soil to make sure it's safe, all of those types of things. I mean, it's a totally different approach that we have to uh, uh, environmental uh, stewardship. Sure. Well, I mean, we could have that discussion. We can have that discussion. We are we are what I, I mentioned earlier in the program. Uh, we are a first world country. We have laws that deal with that. And I, and I don't even want to go there. What I do want to go to is you're talking to me from Alberta. You live the life. You're in the middle of it. And people in Alberta are not very happy right now. Uh, in fact, there's this discussion that cert- it kind of turns around the phrase, is Canada broken? And I personally don't think Canada is broken. But broken, but I also don't think it's working. Do you? I, I no, I don't think it. It, it certainly isn't. Um, you know, it, it's strange. You see uh, politicians giving grants and money to Bombardier to make airplanes that run on oil, and car companies <laughs> that obviously produce cars that run on oil. But when it comes to producing the oil in Canada or the gasoline, we see roadblocks, and it's just it. It doesn't make sense. Um, and like I say, I mean, we, I think we have to have a, respond, a reasonable dialogue about this whole issue. The reality is demand for, again, not just oil and gas products, but minerals from mining projects and that, it keeps going up and up and up. So the question is, if we don't produce those here, 
what happens with the environment? And in many cases, it's going to be worse off because it's going to go to these resources are going to get pulled out of the ground in a country that doesn't care about the environment. They're not going to take those same precautions to make sure these resources are developed efficiently. So all the taxes in the world that Trudeau or anybody else puts on resources or use of resources or just generally on us uh, who, who consume them are not going to make a whit of difference when you've got people who are producing the, the uh, sulfur-heavy uh, fuels that, say, come from Venezuela and use them to supplant what they're not getting from Canada. Well, exactly, and it's already happening. I mean, we've seen stories in Alberta where they have drilling rigs. So these are the this is the equipment where it will go out into a field and pull oil out of the ground where they have packed up, and they're down in the U.S. now. So they're still being used to pull oil out of the ground. They're just not doing it in Alberta. And now that they're in the U.S., they're not paying a carbon tax. Uh, the environmental regulations are probably not as strict, and and so forth. So we're not really helping the environment by putting up roadblocks in front of these uh, these projects and, and people are fooling themselves if they think that's what's happening what we so are i have a last question on this that I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you but I'm, I'm so short of time and i want to get all this in last question on this and i think this is the big question do you think that you have representation i, I kind of know the answer but i've got to ask it do you think you have representation in Ottawa that's doing as it should? In other words, trying to build the appropriate dialogue between the people who uh, live in Alberta and thrive on this business when it's operating well, the uh, the First Nations of Canada uh, over whose land some of these pipelines have to run, uh, the people of Canada who are paying taxes to buy carbon credits when we're really not producing the carbon or, or we're th- threatening ourselves with not producing it uh, in the face of other countries that are. I, I I think the answer is is obvious, but I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I know we're we're a a charity that does public policy research, so we really try and stay out of the politics of this. But I I do think it it wouldn't be a surprise to anyone that if you talk to people in Alberta right now, they're they're feeling very frustrated that um, on on many different fronts that they don't have uh, a government that is in tune with... uh, the concerns of everyday people in, in the province. And there's, I moved to Alberta about five years ago, and I've never seen a frustration this high. It's uh, people are extremely frustrated in that, frustrated in, in Alberta, and, and I think for good reason. I, mean, I just, I don't think that uh, we're seeing a lot of common sense in terms of natural resource development in this country. And you know, again, I would stress it's, it's not just oil and gas; it's mining too. There's big mining opportunities in Ontario that are not moving ahead. And it's true. Projects they, they don't just affect Alberta or Ontario or where those projects are taking place. It's throughout the country. Uh, we talked to a company in Scarborough that uh, helps coat pipelines. Well, when a pipeline doesn't get ordered and it's not produced, that company in Scarborough starts to hurt. And then all the companies that benefit from those employees, when they're working and busy and buying things, well, they're affected too. So there's these projects have an imp- impact across the country. Big domino uh, effect. Thanks so much, Colin. I appreciate your time. Okay, thank you, Peter. All right, Colin Craig is president of secondstreet.org. I'm I'm, going to get your opinions. The lines are open. I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll take some calls. A lot of my fellow hosts have been talking about whether or not Canada is broken. You can can comment on that if you want, but I'm not really asking that question. What I'm asking you is this. Do you think we're still in the energy business in Canada? 
or are we are we vacating the energy business? And if so, why? Why? And how is it going to impact our economy? What we were just talking about with Colin Craig, and what's going to happen to future business in Canada? We were once a great industrial center, manufacturing things primarily in Ontario, which was you know the center of the universe after all around Toronto, and we don't manufacture very much anymore. And now we're looking at uh, this grand uh, piece of the economy from the seventies and eighties called oil and gas from Alberta and. Uh, that's being put to a standstill and then moving things across the country that have been cut from the woods or pulled from the ground or manufactured somewhere uh, but are sitting in rail cars that aren't moving at all so the question isn't so much is canada broken i i've said it myself i don't think that right now canada is working can we get it working again thanks for listening to the john oakley show podcast Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.